in the San Francisco Bay Area, Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike, that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. That is what we do every single week without fail. How you doing, Joe? <sighs> I gotta warn you, Mike Lawson, there, there might be a lot of interruptions uh, on this episode. Do you have diarrhea or something? <laughs> Close. It's just as tragic. Um... It's that time of year again, Mike Lawson. We've, this will be the second time. My mom had surgery on her other foot. Oh, wow. So now I'm playing Nurse Joe today as we record this. <laughs> and uh, can Are you allowed to like curse and stuff? Is she going to come in? Like, can she hear you right now? No. She's watching House of Cards in another room. Okay. And I murdered her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know what? Here's the thing. I, I, I decided to save my mom's stories. For next week, so there's already okay. stories, but okay, I'll but it'll be a compilation, yeah. yeah, which is probably better because then your one personal story could be all Betty stories, yeah, because you know I I, I can't really go anywhere anyway, yeah. so yeah. huh, it's gonna be a um, lot of prison sandwiches. I can't wait. <laughs> I love the Betty Batant stories, uh, Joey. I went to San Diego last weekend. Um, I oh, told you yeah. that I was going there, right? Well, I was there for. Like 24 hours. I flew out Friday night and came back Saturday night. So, uh, and that whole time was spent at this conference. Um, and it was the weirdest thing, Joey. I've done this conference maybe three or four uh, summers now. And every time I go, it's like uh, just a strange crowd of people, an older crowd. Um, and all the work that we do that we go there to talk about exists online. So we get a lot of pushback about, I was told at least three or four times after explaining the work we do, oh, I don't do computers and they walk what, away. What do you mean they don't do computer? What does that mean? That's a very common thing that people say. I don't know exactly what it means, <laughs> but they don't do computers and they're not wait, interested wait, in me. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> One guy was like, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. That's why I have a checkbook in my house. And <laughs> he walked away and I was like, and then you deposit that check and it gets put into yeah. an electronic how you, system. <laughs> how do you not do computers? It's like, it. I think it's harder to not do computers now. Well, we get told that a lot because of all, since all of our programs live online. But this crowd, Joey, was so weird. We started, it was me and my coworker, Emily, at the table talking to these folks. And we started noticing a pattern that almost without fail, I would say 98% of the people just loved, and that maybe this is an age thing, loved telling us information that we didn't ask for and that was not relevant to the conversation we just had. So, for example, one guy was, like, talking about diabetes, and then he was like, yeah, I'm a retired Vietnam vet, got injured in combat. All right, nice meeting you. 
and yeah. then like walks away. Or my mother was raised on a farm, was one of them, and we're like, yeah. what? Yeah, no, no, no. You would think that would that would seem it, it's funny, but it's it. What it confirms for me is. I just thought my mom was weird. My mom does oh, that. No. My mom yeah. would be like, I'm going to call Time Warner Cable and give them a piece of my mind. Bing, bing, bing. Hello, Time Warner Cable. My mother lost two brothers in World War II, <laughs> and you're going to tell me I can't get the HLN? You know? Yep. And I'm like, what? Yep. Um, one lady... what? God, I don't even know how she got on the topic of chemotherapy because it has nothing to do with what we do. And she was telling me how I guess chemotherapy can do really awful things to your hands and feet. And she eventually opened up her phone and showed me photos she had of her of her hands when she was on chemotherapy. Look at this. So. Look. Look at my hands. Look how gross they are. <laughs> it's from chemo. My, my absolute favorite, Joey, though, and I wrote this down as like, well, I have to tell Joe this. So I saved it for as one of my stories because it's so good. Uh, this woman wheels up in her hover round scooter, which is like half the people there. And I'm going to reenact it because it happens so fast. OK. OK. So like I you're going to ask, like, well, what did you say to that? I, like, this is literally how fast it went. She rolls up in her scooter. She looks at me. And she says, you look good, very handsome, you should be on the network news. I used to be on the network news, but then that was when I was half the size that I am now. I used to be really pretty. You would be surprised by this medication that I take for my liver. It just turns you into a monster. And even though I was pretty, I was never obnoxious like these Kardashians. Have you seen Khloe Kardashian lately, though? Mm -hmm. She's huge, like as big as me. And I'm not talking about her vagina. We all know she's a whore. I, I'm sure her vagina is loose as hell. Have a good day. <laughs> I swear to God, all of that stuff happened just as quick as I just said it. I feel that's what it, I sound like when you say, so what's going on in L.A., Joey? <laughs> I feel that's just like one of my personal stories. Me and my coworker just kind of were like numb. And uh, Emily was like, I wish we videotaped that because no one's going to believe that that just happened. I was like, there was nothing to indicate that we were about to get that an earful like that. And there was nothing like that. Why did she have to tell me that how big she thought Khloe Kardashian's vagina is? Do you know what I mean? There was nothing. Do you think to she indicate. was trying to, to imply something because those Kardashians date a lot of black men? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Is Chloe with a black man? Yeah. Which? I think they all are. Oh, no, that was that one that was married to the white guy, but then he's gone. I don't know anything about them. Do you know that um, Nicole Brown Simpson was, like, best friends with uh, the Kardashian folks? And OJ was big friends with... Well, that uh, makes sense. Because... Cl- um, with the first Kardashian guy. Yeah, Robert Kardashian was his lawyer. Who, by the way, I've met. And who... By- well, he's dead now, right? Yeah. But he... He, by the way, after the case, refused to talk to OJ. Oh, yeah, because have you ever seen the footage? You should look at it. The footage of when OJ found out he was innocent. Look at that footage. Everybody's like Johnny Cochran, Robert Shapiro, OJ. They're like, yeah, yeah. He has a look of like, oh, my, like of dread, like disgust. Like, oh, my God, a guilty man just walked free. There's a moment in the civil case they did that they did like I, I want to say like thirty hours of deposition with OJ, um, and there's a moment where they did uh, they ask OJ about the shoe print, the bloody shoe print that they found next to the body, and OJ's like I've never had a pair of ugly ass shoes like that, yeah, never. And then the next time that they're doing 
deposition, I don't know the time difference, but like days later, they show him a picture of him wearing those shoes. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. His eyes go. His eyes go wide. Yeah, I didn't know any of that until yeah. very recently. When Bruno Mali shoes. Let me tell you yeah. something, and this actually goes to my meeting Robert Kardashian story. I was yeah, that makes sense because I'm, I'm what like seven or eight years older than you. Yeah. So I was. I think I just graduated from high school when this happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So my friend Liz, uh, she, um, she, she and I were obsessed with the case. So we would sneak. This is what fuck. This is what a fucking goddamn nerd I was in high school. You know, a lot of kids were like sneaking out to go drink, you mm-hmm. know, and <laughs> fuck people. My friend Liz and I were sneaking out at five in the morning to drive to downtown Los Angeles. And stand outside with the Yahoos outside of the OJ case. Are you serious? Oh yeah, that's how I met. So, <laughs> wh- so the, why? Yeah, like so we were obsessed with it. So like actually, right when it happened. So okay. So on the OJ case, they had two trials essentially. They had a preliminary trial. I never went to the actual trial itself, but they had a preliminary trial in downtown LA. Mm-hmm. So I went to, on the very first day of the very first of the pl- preliminary trial. Liz and I went to the courthouse. Okay, we just stood outside. And there actually weren't that many people there. And, you know, we were, like, young and in high school, and we were just hanging out. We were, ta- we were talking to the security guy, and we were like, we really want to meet OJ or something like that, right? And so he liked us. I think that this, might, this must have been, like, a second or third day, actually, because then he tells us, it's, like, this random spot. Like, you would never stand there. He goes, uh, yeah, they're going to come out soon. I think you guys should stand right here in this spot. You're like, oh, okay. He'll just stand here. You would never know why to stand there, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it goes from peaceful and quiet to utter fucking chaos. It's like chaos like I've never even seen since, right? Because mm-hmm. the reporters are leaving the building. Everyone's swarming the building. So the security guards pull the that cr- do not cross tape, mm-hmm. right? And when they do, it goes, we're right by the curb of the street. And it goes right in front of us. So now we have a front row seat as they all walk out. Okay. Uh, So uh now Johnny Cochran, Robert Shapiro, Robert Kardashian, uh, they all walk out. Okay. They they walk to their car. And Liz and I are screaming like lunatics. Like, yeah! Ah!" Like it's the fucking Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, it's the Beatles. You're right. Right? And I have no idea why they did this. But um, they're getting in their car. Then they stop. And then they walk over to me and Liz, and they Robert Shapiro shakes our hands like, "Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Robert Shapiro." And then Johnny Cochran comes up to us, and Robert Kardashian, and the press is taking. Pi- there's probably pictures of us. I know we have pictures, but there's probably pictures of us, like in the news of them meeting us and shaking our hands. And um, th- we went several times. We met Marsha Clark. We met Christopher Darden. We, mm-hmm. we literally met every single person. We were on the news one time. We snuck out like in the like at five in the morning. Yeah. And my brother had some friends over, and I guess he turned the TV on at like seven in the morning. <laughs> and someone goes, Is that your brother? It's like a the- Leave It to Beaver episode. <laughs> You're like, Mom, I went to school. <laughs> and they're like, Where's the beef? <laughs> Joey, did you miss? Joey, I got a call from school today that you went. No, it was actually, because it happened in the summer, so we weren't missing any school. Oh, okay. I just graduated. But remember, the friend goes, Is your brother at the OJ trial? <laughs> so. Um, how did we get on this? Um, I read, by the way, um, I don't know. I read Christopher Darden's book when I was in high school, and I have no idea why. 
But I remember being fascinated. It was weird how that was that whole thing was so captivating. It was. It was completely captivating. It's funny that my so Robert Robert Shapiro wrote my friend Liz a letter and said, "Fight for justice." Mm-hmm. And what I think is funny now is my friend Liz became a lawyer and now she's like on television all the time. Um, as like a, whenever they have a, the Supreme Court cases, she's yeah. fucking everywhere. So thanks, OJ. Thank yeah, OJ Simpson leading to one of America's uh, preeminent media yeah. consultants on the Constitution, Elizabeth Wydra. I'm so glad that he murdered his wife and then hired a great team of lawyers to defend him. <laughs> I'm sure Nicole Brown Simpson is and Ron Goldman are so excited. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. But how did or we get on this? Jeb Bush would say stuff happens. Um, well, oh, the oh there was the, the woman yeah. and Kardashian. Yeah, she so looked what, like if you held a freshly cooked pizza vertically and just let the cheese drip, <laughs> like on Spaceball with Pizza the Hut. Pizza, she looked like Pizza the Hut a little bit, yeah. Um, do, what kind of swag do you get at these diabetes conventions? Well, I mean, it's hit or miss. Like, this one is small, but it's kind of, it's. I don't want to get in too much politics of work, but, like, it's a pretty small conference, but we are community partners with the people that run it, so it's almost like we go out of obligation. Um, so... This one, there's not a ton of giveaway swag sort of stuff. It's more uh, people going for information. There's a lot of classes for the people that go. Um, But there's some that we go to where it's like industry. So like diabetes educators or doctors go and they get all kinds of free stuff. Like Like cool shit? Some of it's cool. Like um, some of it's food. A lot of food actually. Um, Some of it is like... um, stuffed animal kind of bullshit or free pens or yeah you know all, all the kind of conference stuff you are you thinking you know what's really weird is as you were doing it because it's it really warm down here in southern california i was wiping my brow with the big blue test towel Ew, you use that yeah to wipe my brow and i clean <laughs> it and everything what if i you know what mike in in your honor i'm gonna use it as a jizz rag ew i'm gonna Joe. use it as my spank it blanket don't um, hey, don't, and uh, what, what's going on with you? <laughs> so I went to Pollo Loco with my mom this week for lunch. She was really nervous about this surgery. And so I was hanging out with her and going to lunch with her. And <laughs> what's so funny? She was really nervous about the surgery. So we went to El Pollo Loco. <laughs> just doesn't sound okay. Okay. Go on. I yeah, just hey, don't mom, understand. You're really nervous. Let's go to El Pollo Loco. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> burrito bowl on me. Oh, you're worried about having your foot head uh, foot surgery on it? You know what? Let me buy you some churros. She's like, I'll take the cash. <laughs> no, we haven't gotten that story yet. <laughs> go, go on. So <laughs> that'll make sense later. Yeah, you guys, just remember that joke. It's going to be so funny. It's like the like opposite of a call. This is the opposite of a callback. <laughs> yeah, it's a call it's a- forward. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we go to Pollo Loco, and um, uh, my mom is getting her salsa, and I'm at the table alone. But uh, you know, I have that Instagram profile, the Hungry Chola, right? Right. And th- you've seen the avatar for the Hungry Chola. It's an actual fat chola. Yeah. Right. Mike, sitting across from me, across the aisle, are these three fat Mexican girls, right? They could have been 
e- each one of them, each of them could have been the avatar for the hungry chola. Right? Okay. Um, they were fucking stuffing their faces with this chicken and the beans and the rice. So I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking perfect. Right? I go, I got to take a fucking picture of this and I'm going to send it to Richard. I'm like, I, have a, I have a gay cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than me and gay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to take a picture and send him. We'll just laugh and laugh and laugh. Right? So I go, I take the picture. Right? And they catch me. <laughs> but they don't so i put the phone down right away to go like <laughs> well that's the number one sign of somebody's taking a photo is when you look at them they like automatically hide the phone you could just be holding the phone in a way yeah like i was just texting completely vertically yeah. so she go like oh my god i think you took a picture right and I go, oh no you think he took a picture and i'm like she goes, oh, he he totally took a picture what he took a picture for Oh my god! And I was like, "Well, if I start like, I start fucking sweating, like I can feel, like I could just feel my shirt soaking." And then I'm like, "Oh my god, they're gonna have their cholo boyfriends come over here and kick my ass!" So I go through my phone, I delete, and I'm smart about this. I delete the photo from my photo camera roll i go to photo studio to make sure it's gone from there because you can't count on that then i go to the recently deleted pictures because you know they fucking do that shit now and i delete it permanently <laughs> from there and then i'm still like just like oh this is just what i do here and i'm eating my you know chicken and like tortilla and my mom my, my mom's telling some story right yeah and, I, and joey i was telling gloria i was saying gloria you can't let your daughter in law and i was just like uh-huh and i was like oh mm. but meanwhile i'm listening to them and they're like i think what are we gonna do i think you took a picture what that's the- when you joey you have to hold up your phone in the same way but pointing in a different direction and do the same thing and, go, and then they're cheese. like oh this idiot just doesn't know how to hold his phone when he's texting people yeah do you know what i mean like pretend like that's how you just hold your phone always but don't point at them i know i should have done that but anyway they luckily they changed subjects to talk about channel 34 or something and then they they left but um i was oh my god i was mike lawson i was sweating but they they would have kicked my ass they were not when because you know we just think of cholas now we laugh but cholas don't fuck around they will fucking kick your ass and they were three big ass cholas oh my god they're, they're, uh, that was really i was so nervous my, my, my underwear was so soaked with sweat when i got home my mom grew up in riverside california and she got in a fight once with a chola i don't know if they were called cholas at the time but it was with a pretty um rough uh, a woman with a rough background who also happens to be uh hispanic i think mm-hmm. she, my mother would describe her as a chola um uh, because during in class my mom got like a test return like everyone the teacher passed out their tests and my mom got a really bad grade but was pretending like she got an a plus mm-hmm. and this was in high school and so my mom was like yes i'm so glad i got this a and then the chola was like let me see it and my mom was like no but still celebrating and yeah. then <laughs> my mom just held firm and then the girl kicked her ass <gasps> but <laughs> but then the best part is the girl and her, my mom got put in detention together uh-huh. f- for the incident where they put the two of them in a room pretty much by themselves unsupervised and during that the girl also took gum from under the desk and put it in my mom's hair <laughs> <laughs> So it's just like it was basically catching up, but 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. So my mom uh, has warned me about that. I don't. 
<laughs> Don't what? boast if you have nothing to boast about. <laughs> That's your mom's own version of Aesop's fables. Yep. <laughs> What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, that's pretty much it. Oh. <laughs> All right. We All did. Right. When I came home, though, we had a. Yeah, you there had was a party. A party. For the moon. Yeah, I told you about that. Um, when I came home, it was like after ten o'clock, and you could tell by the state of that state of the house that like some good stuff happened, uh, but I had clearly missed it. Um, just because there was like not everyone. Well, first of all, not everyone that I saw on the Facebook photos was still here. There were a lot of people that were gone by the time I got here. Um, they had like a big buffet banquet sort of thing set up in the, the backyard. Wow. And it was Ricard- all empty. Ricardo's mom has been really busy. <laughs> yeah. She was sleeping by the time I got home. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of sad. There was one funny story and Steve hates this story. So he'll probably get mad. Hey, Steve, by the way, he's probably going to get mad that I'm going to tell it, but I don't got any other stories about it. I can't imagine stuff. Steve ever getting angry. Well, he hated the story, and he was like, "I wish it didn't happen." Um, he walked. He came. To, he came over. Um, he had something that night. I forget roller skate party or something. And so he came over late, and everyone's still kind of hanging out and you know eating the from the like bucket of chips, a couple of chips, even though nobody's hungry. And were there any plantains? Though there were a lot of bananas. Oh. I sent you a photo. Remember? Yes. It was like ridiculous, but we're sitting here and whatever. And Steve walks in and in Steve's defense, everyone's like, when's Steve coming? So they knew he, it was Steve and he was on his way. So Steve walks in and he approaches the first person and he's like, oh, hi, I'm Steve. And the guy was like, oh, we've met. And then blah, blah, blah. Then Steve like is embarrassed. And so the next person is like, hi, I'm Steve and goes to shake their hand. And they're like, oh, we've met. <laughs> Had then you the really third, met him? This was a joke? Yeah, everybody's oh. met him. The third person, Steve walks up and he's like, well, I'm Steve. And this person, Joey, was like, we've met. And then, Joey, I'm not exaggerating, the fourth person, <laughs> Steve walks up and he's like, my name's Steve. And the guy's like, we have met before. <laughs> he goes to you, he's like, I'm Steve. And you're like, I'm your fucking boyfriend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One of the guys, uh, his name's Chris. Um, he's like, it's okay. I know we all look alike to Asian people. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Good line. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. And he, Steve, t- to this day, talks about how embarrassed he was by that. I would just stop introducing myself. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> um, and then I think funny later, too, um, one of my roommate's sisters walks in, uh, Jackie. And um, Jackie was like, I don't know didn't even notice anybody new was in the house but i think steve was just so hesitant to say like hello i'm steve or whatever because <laughs> he didn't even introduce himself hi jackie <laughs> i've never met you <laughs> who are you yeah rude fresh you know someone called me fresh once when i was in second grade some uh-huh. old teacher kind of made some joke i went to go like deliver you know what i, I the, my my teacher had asked me to uh Go around to all the other teachers and have like a birthday card signed. Yeah, I went to this room. I made some sort of quip, you know. Of and course she went, you did. Yeah, and she went fresh. And I was like, "Who mm-hmm. says that?" It was nineteen thirty-six. Yeah, and those pants look fetching on you. Yeah. What's up with you? Any other? Don't you have one more story to tell me? <sighs> yeah, you remember how I made this money from that viral video? Yeah. Well, tons friend- of money. Yeah, 
So much money. Friend of the show, Adam Vaught, had suggested that I uh, take Richard to dinner. You know? Yeah, so for somebody listening for the first time, Joe was at his cousin's house, videoed something happening in front of it. It went viral, and Joe made like almost 2000 bucks, right? Almost, exactly $2,000. Oh, made 2000 bucks. Yeah. And since you were at his house, you were there with him, your friend suggested... Yeah, and you also should. my mom had suggested, she, oh, you should do something nice for Richard. And sure. so I was like, so the idea came up, up that I, I should take Richard to dinner. And there's yeah. this really expensive restaurant that he and I have been wanting to go to. Okay. And I think that that's a great kind of win-win situation because you get to spend time with him, but also like you get this great dinner that you're not normally, it's not like you're going to this place all the time, right? Yeah. What I should have, well, so, so then I, I was go- jumping ahead of myself. So... I call Richard and I say, hey, listen, I want to thank you for, you know, I just think you were there. You should, we, you should, you know, I got this money from nowhere and it'd be nice. I think we should go to a nice dinner. I was think we should go to Broken Spanish in downtown LA. And he was like, why? And I go, just, you know, because you were at this thing and you were there and I just think it'd be a really nice thing to do and we've been wanting to go there. And he goes, hmm, I'd rather just have the cash, to be honest with you. But you didn't offer him any cash. That's no. like, oh, thanks for this Christmas present, but can I just have the cash value of it? Yeah. <laughs> Which, what I was going to say right now is, what I should have done is, like, hey, I'm going to take you to dinner, and then at dinner say this was for... Right, that reason. The, yeah. That we had, you know. So, <laughs> anyways, I'm like... Okay, Hungry Chola just starts going to the... What's the place called, you said? Broken Spanish. So we see Hungry Chola at Broken Spanish all alone. <laughs> So anyway, so what happens is, so uh, there were I don't it, not because it's secret or private, it's just boring. So I have two different accounts. Do you ever have you have a simple account? No. Oh, so simple is one of those online banks, and I essentially oh, okay. use it. Like I, have a, Ally, I use Ally Bank. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. So when I when the when the PayPal money came in because they paid me via PayPal, I had to move it from PayPal to my bank account, which took like two or three business days. Right. Right. Then I had to move it from my bank account to Simple, which took like, no, no, no. PayPal to my bank took five business days because it was a lot of yeah. money. Okay. Then to move it from my bank account to um, the Simple account, that took like another three or four business days. Right. Mm-hmm. In So that's over a week. So I think after like a week, Richard called me. He goes like, hey, when am I going to get my money? And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, where's my $200? Did you tell him two hundred? You would give him two hundred bucks. He, he, we, uh, he came up with two hundred dollars. <laughs> I go, uh, well, I was talking about the the, the bank. Like, okay, well, I can wait till Thursday, right? And then Thursday happened. And I was like, wait a minute, I can't pay him out of Simple. I have no way to pay him out of Simple. I got to move the. Mo- I have to move some money back from Simple into my account, <laughs> right? So, can you my- Venmo him two hundred bucks from Simple? Everything comes out of my other account, and I wasn't. So, what happened is I get because of, of as a tutor, as a tutor, mm-hmm. I just have this like weird relationship with money that I don't like to do any kind of like stupid shit like this until all my debts are not my debts, but people have paid me. All my accounts receivable have been received, you okay. know. And I had this huge tutoring gig that the dad was supposed to pay me on Thursday. Of course, I show up and he didn't, right? Right. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on a stupid shit like this to give Richard a check. So 
I'm going to wait till Sunday when I see them next. And sure enough, I will say this just to get that with that story. The dad paid me in cash on Sunday. Okay. But between Thursday and Sunday, Richard wouldn't talk to me. (laughs) I'm not allowed to have opinions about Richard. You can have, I don't think he listens. And he definitely didn't make it in 28 minutes. Rich, he wouldn't, he wouldn't talk to me. He, he, let me tell you something. Richard and I speak at least once a day, at least now, look, occasionally we're busy and we, we miss a day, but at least once a day. Four days, nothing, zero zilch from Richard. That's what he got from you, too. <laughs> well, no. So then when the dad paid me on Sunday with the cash, I didn't actually have to move any money. I just Right, you had cash in hand. Yeah. So I just thought, like, you know what, I just fucking pay it. Because I knew he, I also realized that on by Saturday he wasn't talking to me. Like, I would text him, I'd get no answer. Uh, I'd call him, no return call. I was like, oh. Right, so I just I sent him the two hundred dollars. Right, so Monday, I get a phone call from him. Right, and he goes, uh, oh, "I got the two hundred dollars. Thank you." And I go, "Oh, yeah." And he goes, "Look, J- J- uh, Mike Lawson, I swear to Christ, out from from I don't know what the the correct phrase is for this, but I swear to you, the next words out of my mouth were the next words out of his mouth." Okay, he's okay. like, "Hey, thanks for the two hundred dollars." Didn't you say your friend Paul gets free tickets to plays? Do you think he? But do you know he? He probably met Paul once twenty years ago. Do you think Paul could get me some free tickets to some plays? And I was like, "This what? motherfucker." Well, I told him the truth. I go, "Listen, uh, no." I go, "One, uh, I don't feel comfortable asking him for that." But two. Uh, Paul, the, the the company he works for pays for that, right? And then he has to write a report about what he saw. It's not like there's like here, go see some plays on us, right? And sometimes they buy him pairs of tickets, and you get to benefit from that, right? He, yeah. So so whenever he, whenever Paul's boyfriend John can't go, then I get sometimes invited. Yeah. So That's it doesn't funny. mean it's not like Paul's like oh, I just got these free tickets hanging out. You know, I really do. I I think that the story maybe has been batantified. No, but no, no. I think that <laughs> the offering him to get dinner and then he's like, mm, "I'll just take the money." I think that rubs me the wrong way. But I I do worry because I've been on the receiving end of a story getting a little bit altered. Oh, so what do you I, th- I, I, look? I'm not denying well, that I would, things get potentified for narrative effect. When, you, when the it, way it, you told the story, you're like, oh, so I was like, hey, I would love to take you to dinner because I benefited from blah, blah, blah. But windfall. maybe you were like. You had a windfall. Right. So maybe you were like, I would like to pay you back. So how about dinner? Or Oh, I, like, I would agree mm. it probably was like that. Yeah. And so he's like, well, you could just pay me in cash. Yeah. I really think that's weird, though, to, if someone's like, I would like to give you X, and you're like, mm, I, could, I just want Y. Oh, <laughs> I just to, want the cash value of X. To be honest with you, that is weird. But let's even give him the benefit of the doubt there. Let's mm-hmm. give him, let's say I potentified him. Maybe, I mean, let's say I said, I'll give you $200, right? Let's just say right. I said that, right? Let's say, well, like, you know, Richard, I'm going to give you $200. That you weren't expecting, and I don't have to give to you. Yeah, I'll I don't have to give you this $200, but I feel like you were there, and, and it, it, I don't, you know, what? I didn't deserve this 2000 They did nothing, right? Right, true. So let's say I did that. The fact that even if I did that, that now he's hounding me like a fucking goddamn bill collector. True. <laughs> right. right. 
because this wasn't in his budget. It's no. not like he's not paying bills because no. he hasn't got your 200. Like a fucking bill collector now. <laughs> I'm getting like, and he knew I had to move money around. And I was like, ugh. You know, I was talking about PayPal and how like I had to like yeah. fill out a million forms for PayPal because they don't usually let you move that much kind of money around. And um, he knew it was all this drama. He's like, when am I going to get my $200? <laughs> And then he gets it, and the first fucking thing out of his mouth is, can I get free play tickets? <laughs> what else do you got? <laughs> yeah. You know what well, else is, I, I saw my uncle yesterday, he went to the, my mom's surgery, and it sort of came, this, this pissed me off yesterday too, it sort of came up, hit my uncle's son, um, my cousin, uh, is a teacher before the prison system. and Not, not Richard. Not Richard's on my mom's side. Richard's on my dad's side. So okay. on my mom's side, and he's like, and we were. Richard came up, and he was saying, you know, um, my son was saying that uh, teacher teachers with a lot of experience, if they go work for the prisons, they can make like eight thousand dollars a month, right? Mm-hmm. Because they really need t- teachers with experience. So I tell, I go, he goes, you should tell him that. You should tell Richard that. So I tell Richard, and Richard's like, oh my god, that's amazing. And I go, yeah. He goes. Would you mind getting more information and doing the research and legwork on that for me, please? Those aren't his words. No, yes. No, those are exact words. He's all like, <laughs> like, I'm very interested. Would you mind doing the legwork for that, please? And get me more information? And I was like, this fucking queen. Now, let me tell you this. I have people who I have relationships like that with, but I don't mind doing it because they do it for me. Actually, Adam Vaught is a good example. Adam Vaught would ask me to do something like that, but... Adam Vaught also, if I said, uh, I need this information, he would do the research. Right. Does that make sense? It's give and take, right? Quid pro quo. Yeah. Not Tit Richard. For tat. Oh, if I asked Richard, he's like, no, I'm afraid I can't do that for you. I don't think I've ever asked Richard to do anything, and I don't think Richard's ever done me a favor. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, speaking of money, though, you know what your cousin should have done is ordered a pizza up here at Domino's, because uh, this guy, he... Uh, he is a bartender at AT&T Park, but that's kind of not relevant, but it's in the headline. I don't know why. But Domino's Pizza was not listed on our definitive list of best pizzas in San Francisco, but maybe that was a mistake because it looks like a Berkeley Domino's is passing out mounds of cash to customers. And if there's anything that makes us makes up for crappy mass-produced dough, it's the kind of dough you can spend. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> How did it, Why were they doing that? So, no, so it, what happened, I'm not going to read this story anymore because it's written really poorly, but yeah. this dude in Berkeley, right next to me, he ordered a pizza and chicken wings from Domino's. They deliver the pizza. He pays for it. He signs a receipt. They leave. He opens the pizza box, and inside the box, there's almost $2,000 worth of cash bundled with receipt. It was basically a deposit. So it had deposit slips on it, and the money was, like, rubber-banded together. But why would they put it in the pizza box? Well, I actually think it's a good chance that the manager picks up a pizza box and puts the cash in it and carries it to his car. Because you don't want... It's uh, not like you're, like, carrying a cash yeah, bag out to your good car. Thinking. Do you good know what thinking, I mean? Lawson, yeah. So it's possible that maybe just the wrong order, somehow it all got mixed up. But this dude, he was... Um, he posted it on face. Oh, it was a $1,300 in cash. Um, he called them back and he was like, Hey guys, I think there was a mistake. You just gave me $1,300 in cash and not a pizza. 
And so they came and brought him his pizza, took the cash back, and then they um, are also offering him free pizza for a year. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that nice that they gave him something? But mathematically, let's say you do a pizza a week for a year, that might be close to $1,000. How much is a pizza? Well, I don't even really know. Okay, 20 bucks? On. Yeah, but that's a really good thing for them, though. But I think it costs them like 50 cents to make, like a dollar. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, because if you think about a pizza, the, the ingredients are really cheap. And it, so it, is, is it like a Domino's or something? Like a big chain, right? Yeah. Domino's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. They have those pizzas down to fucking like under $2. Yeah. So, like, if they give him, let's say they give him one a week, right? That's, let's say, 50, that's 104 pizzas. That's not, that's 52 pizzas. But, like, it's $104, right? Right. That's nothing. Yeah. You're right. Would you, let's say you have, let's say you found money and it's not so traceable where they deliver yeah. to your house and can find you. Do you keep it? Let's say no. you find over $100. Nope. I don't care if it's $20. I am doing everything I can to find whose money that is. What I have if this it's weird streak in me like that. I, I just, because you know what it is? And maybe, it, I'm not even, I'm not going to say white privilege here. It's not a white privilege thing. But I think when you are a person of color, right? Yeah. Uh, you are always the first one to be suspected of theft. Okay. And so, and it, first of all, that's happened to me several times. People, let me tell you this. I've not, I've never even stolen a candy. I've never even, I've never shoplifted. I've never stolen one fucking thing in my life. Right. Right. I've been accused of theft two times. Two wow. times. Yeah. I've, I've been accused never. And when I was in high school, we used to shoplift all the time. One time when I was working at that old company we used to work for, they called me in and accused me of stealing thousands cash. of dollars. Yeah, cash. Yeah, I remember right? that story. Yeah. Before my time, but I remember. Wait, was yeah. it before my time? No, I feel like it was during know. your time. But they okay. accused me of stealing cash even though I did not. I think we all know who did if you're listening. But they accused me of stealing cash. Then, I mean, this is actually like a story that still has mild ramifications now. But my friend Mercedes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was really, really close to her parents were almost like my second parents, right? And every year, it still happens now, actually. I still go to their house for Christmas Day. There's just a few years where I didn't because one year I went to their house and Mercedes' grandmother, who's in her late 80s, was there. And then, like, I was there hanging out, right? And she left. The grandmother left, right? And then I hung out for a little bit and then I left, you know? So I get home, and a few hours later, I get a call from Mercedes' sister. She goes, hey, listen, um, we're just calling everybody who was at the Christmas thing, but um, my grandmother had $600 cash, and now it's gone. So we're just asking everybody, like, maybe they accidentally picked it up, you know, or, like, with their gifts. Because I had, like, taken gifts and gotten some gifts. And so I went to my I, I looked through all the gifts. I went through my car. I tore my car upside down. And then I call Mercedes' sister back. She says she doesn't answer. So I call Mercedes' brother, and he goes, hello. And I go, like, hey, um, I didn't find it. I looked. I, I tore my car apart. I didn't find anything. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, uh, your, mo- your grandma's missing money. He goes, her, her, her money's missing? And I go, yeah, Jeez. your sister just called me and said that, every, that everyone's tearing the house apart. He's like, no one's called me. And then Mercedes, no one called Mercedes. Mercedes comes. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, 
It turns well, out maybe the, they were working down the list. No, this is <laughs> no, they never called them. So, um, they just called me. They assumed the mom and the not the dad so much. The mom assumed I stole the money. Now we actually all all the siblings and I have gotten together. We sort of figured out because I gotten the whole story. Mm-hmm. And then we figured out what happened. So what happened was the grandmother had the cash. Then she went down the hill to like, uh, oh, you know where? You know the Vons right there by the Christen Pits where you used to work? <laughs> loves, yeah. Oh, Loves. You know oh, that Mercedes Vons? lived in Brea? Yeah, oh, she no, lived her right grandmother. there. Oh. No, no, her, lived right there by the, right, you know, in the hills right there. Yeah. So she, the, the grandmother went to that Vons, right? And then went over there and was like, oh, it's closed, Right. Okay. And then went back to her car and then noticed the money was missing. So we were like, you know what happened? Or like maybe maybe even drove home, you know? Yeah. She went to that Vons and put like the envelope full of cash on top of the car or something because she's uh, old. Yeah, and probably. Then dr- and then drove off, right? But of course yeah. they're like, Joe stole it. I'm telling you, even to this day, they're kind of over it. But like the mom is still sort of like evil eye on me. Like... <laughs> She shows up to Christmas every year without any jewelry on. She's like, Joe might be here. <laughs> Locks all her good stuff away. Yeah. She's like, uh, I, I go to their house. Everything's glued down. So anyway, <laughs> so back to the original point is I would I would think people would going to think I'm going to steal this or that I would steal it or this like that Mexican guy from what would you do is around here. Yeah. I would find every way. <laughs> To get that money back to who owned it. I would yeah. never steal it. You could literally have... I could win the lottery and be like, um, whose money is this? I just... <laughs> I'm so paranoid about there that. There was a, a streak where I was finding cash on the sidewalk all the time. Um, like, I would say a good few months where maybe once a week, every other week, I was finding different... Like a dollar bill, $20 bills, $5 bills. And part of it was just because I was on the lookout now because I kept finding them. Me and my coworker, Heather... Um, but there's just a whole bunch of bills because people, um, right around my office, it's, uh, metered parking. So people have to walk out and go to the machine and get a ticket and then put on their dashboard. Uh So people were walking in this machine and like digging around and getting out cash. But like, what, I'm not gonna go ask all the people that park there if this, is this $20 bill yours? Do you know what I mean? So I just was keeping them. Yeah, I think this is – not that you're wrong, but I think it comes from being like no one's ever going to yeah. accuse you of stealing. Going then, back, though. By the way, for I people also, want definition of white privilege, this is what white privilege yeah. is. I agree. I agree. And I, I think – remember when I found the cash in the ATM? I kept that. Yeah. I never brought that back. <laughs> I would have, like, taped it. I would have stood guard for t- – I mean, even think about it. I got $2,000. And you're giving for this, it away. And I was giving $200 away because I felt I didn't deserve it. Like, I, I had stolen money. Right, you know? but that's to like your friend and cousin. I I get that. It's not like you stole it. You felt like you stole it from him. You just felt that maybe he deserved it as much as you did. Yeah, I mean, look, I didn't yep. give him a thousand dollars. Right, he, you're the one that uploaded the video. I did everything. He just stood next to me. I mean, I guess it's his house. So. Yeah. Um. I- what's up in L.A.? Oh, Mike Lawson. Dog pee causes another lamppost to topple over. For the second time in a month, a California lamppost has fallen victim to excessive dog pee. A lamppost in downtown San Diego collapsed on a parked car Thursday night, echoing an incident that happened last month in San Francisco. Surprisingly, Lisa Kornfeld, the owner of the car, wasn't that pissed off. 
My dogs walk here, Cornfeld told NBC San Diego. I can't guarantee they haven't peed on this streetlight. One unnamed bystander couldn't believe it. Honestly, it doesn't even sound possible unless it's like an excessive amount of dog urine. Apparently, it was, but that wouldn't be the only thing that would cause the lamppost to collapse. Some natural corrosion due to rain and age is expected, but dog pee will certainly expedite the process. But the dogs aren't completely to blame. City official, this is boring. Okay, so you get the point. My point is, why, like, don't you think people should take responsibility for their dogs? Why are you letting them pee on lampposts? I mean, if it's fucking knocking down lampposts, I mean. Wait, really? That's where you're going with this? This is the dog owner's fault? Like, it's a lamppost. We should make better lampposts. Because they're, of course they're going to have corrosion and have dog pee on it. I'm going to tell you something. My parents we do not see eye to eye on this. My parents used to have these fucking, remember my parents had those dogs? Schnauzers, right? Is that what they were? I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Scottish Yorkshire Terrier dogs. German schnauzers. Yeah. Right? These dogs would pee. It was like every. It was like acid. They would pee on shit, and it would just, you would see smoke almost. You couldn't get this shit out. Yeah. I don't think that it's the dog owner's fault. Like, they're taking them out. They're, your dog is going outside. It's not – this isn't even like, oh, it's on someone's private property. Like, if I was going in the picture, if they were trying to pee on that grass next to it, I think that would be more criminal than having them pee on a lamppost. Mike Lawson, would you ever own a dog? Yeah, I want a dog so bad. Do you like? Let's say um, that woman who owned uh, Lancet the pug. Yeah. Wanted, she goes. He needs a home. Would you take him? In a minute. Yeah. Would you keep his name Lancet? Yeah. He's such a good dog. What kind of dog would you get if you could get a dog? Um, I really want a French bulldog, maybe, or I don't know. I'm open. Steve really wants a corgi. So that might happen too. I don't know. Would you guys get a dog together? Well, I would get a dog. I don't think like together. You've gotten a dog together with before with a former boyfriend, correct? Yeah, that worked out. And who who got custody of the dog? Well, he when that happened, he got both dogs. Oh, there were but, two. Yeah, because when we broke up, I moved. We had a house, so I was like, "Well, I'm moving out." So I didn't even know where I was going. And Why stuff, did you so. move out? Well, the house was in his name. He, oh. You know what I mean? Like it was, he made significantly more than me. So I was putting like a third of everything, mm-hmm. contributing a third. Yeah. So when I left, uh, we tried to split up stuff as good as we could, but, you know, dogs don't split very easily. And uh, did, did, was it rough for you leaving the dog? Oh, I didn't mean I didn't mean another pun. Was it rough <laughs> leaving the dogs? Yeah, it was. But there was a what was weird was he in the months after we split and I moved out, he had a bunch of business plans and then a personal vacation. Um, he he goes to every Winter Olympics. I told you he made a lot more money than I did, right? Um, so he he had all of this stuff planned that he just assumed I would be there to take care of the house and the dog. So I actually ended up staying at his house quite a bit after he left. We just never saw each other. Okay, be honest. Did you ever snoop around the house? Oh, yeah. I snoop all the time. (laughs) A little bit, not too much, but... I mean, I lived there, and I just moved out, so there wasn't, like, a ton of new stuff Did you ever find anything that was, like, scandalous? Well, no. 
Are the dogs still alive? One of them died. <gasps> and he felt really awful about it. But he has a baby now, so he replaced the dog with a baby. I think that was a story on here one time. Remember oh, really? I found out he had a baby? No. Uh, he was just randomly in Foursquare, like in Oakland. And I was like, whoa, why are you 500 feet from me? And he was like, oh, well, I just picked up my baby in Sacramento. Oh, yes, you did do this story on the show. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was that boyfriend. Yeah, same guy. So uh, that's it. Oh, I have another news story. Go ahead. I love how when we started this, you're like, you know what? If we do a 30-minute show, so what? That's fine. (laughs) That is okay. And we're almost an hour into it, and we have to rush. Joey, San Francisco pride theme falls victim to inclusiveness. 45 themes were proposed for San Francisco's 2016 LGBT pride celebration, including one commemorating the 50th anniversary of the Compton's Cafeteria Riot and another honoring Stonewall. But on voting day, two themes emerged as frontrunners. The first one was Trans Lives Matter, and the more catch-all was For Racial and Economic Justice. When the floor opened for comment, five African-American activists stood to oppose the trans theme, saying it impinged on and co-opted Black Lives Matter. For racial and economic justice uh, was deemed a more representative message and then was ultimately declared the winner. Um, Basically, I chose a story so that we could talk a little bit about the trans lives matter and the co-opting of the Black Lives Matter thing, but also Pride theme. It's not very fun for racial and economic justice, isn't? I don't. I don't know what Pride theme was this year, but like exactly, you just made the point. You just made my fucking point. Doesn't seem like a party. Does anyone ever know what the theme is? They Maybe. could make the theme Go Hitler, Go Hitler Go, and I'd be like, Woo! What? Bibi Sahara Benet from RuPaul's Drag is going to be here? Woo! You know? <laughs> like, I would not even know or care. Yeah. I do like, though, I think that the, regardless of language, like the trans liberation, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, like, I think that that's kind of becoming its. It's finding its footing and it's becoming more powerful and that's cool that it was a potential pride theme. That's true. I don't know. I I don't not because I think the story is very interesting, but I have very complicated views on this and I don't want to get into it. Well, what is the view? Like boil it down. Mike Lawson, uh, <laughs> a naked man beats 75. I don't want to get into it. Okay, go. A naked man beats a 75-year-old woman and swings her dog around, police say. A naked man allegedly attacked an Orange County woman with a stick and swung her dog around before police arrested him. On Tuesday around 2.30 p.m., 75-year-old Sarah Hurtado was walking her dog near her home on Rockwood Street in Irvine's Woodbridge neighborhood when she was suddenly attacked by a naked man wielding a stick, reports CBS LA. The man reportedly knocked Hurtado to the ground and began beating her with the stick. He sat here over here? Oh, sorry, it's not her. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. He sat over her and he started beating her in the face, on the upper chest. Rocio Fitzsimmons, Hurtado's daughter, told CBS... That's a weird name. Rocio Fitzsimmons. 
Isn't that a weird name, Mike? Yeah. She's married to a white guy. The man then took the family's small dog, Duque, and began swinging it by the leash, according to Neil Fitzsimmons. What's Duque mean? Isn't that, isn't that a word for, for poo? In English? I don't know. According to Neil Fitzsimmons. Oh, yeah, you're right, Hurtado's son-in-law. Our dog must have been upset by him interfering. He took the dog by the leash and started spinning it around. I mean, that's the, Mike, it took me forever just to find that story. Well, I don't want to get into it, so what do you got going on No, next here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing is, to go back to the other story. Oh, now he wants to get into it. Well, because now you're, you're being all bitter and angry. It's, wait, I mean, if we could just say we don't want to get into it and skip well, all you, the wait, other hold on for a second. Story. You did that last week. I think we each got a get-out-of-jail-free card in stories. I did. I still went into it. I just said that I care about nothing in your story. I went. I care about your story, and I got into the part of it. It's just I have very conflicted. You also proclaimed after I said that I would never do that no, to one I, of no, Mike's stories. I didn't say. I didn't say your story wasn't interesting. <laughs> Your story was interesting, and I have views on that, but a very conflicted... This is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. I have very conflicted views about the role in the trans community, of the trans community, in the, in the larger picture at large, in the larger sure. gay community at large. And I think... I think not... And I don't think... It's not against... I want to clarify. I don't think it has anything to do with trans people. You know, has nothing to do with trans people. And I feel trans people obviously do belong in the gay community at large. But I feel we have to still do a lot of reflection on what their precise role is in the in the gay community and exactly how certain issues need to be addressed in the gay community before we start making them a theme. Because I feel particularly with the trans community, because it's so in its nascent stage of coming. I, they're essentially just coming out now, if you will. You know, and I feel that a lot of people get attacked. People with really good intentions get attacked by it does seem like people there. Are, let me rephrase that. It, it feels to me that there are certain or there's a faction in the trans community that's very sensitive and very strikes out immediately, even at people who have the best intentions. I think RuPaul is a good example, you know, where no one has Maybe, yeah, no, I will say this. No one has done more for transgender and, um, or gender, gender identification, people who struggle with their gender identification than RuPaul in the celebrity field, you know? Yeah. And for her to be attacked, like she was transphobic because, uh, for people who don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, um, there were certain elements of the show that trans people got very uh, upset with. And, um, for her to be attacked because and say she was transphobic was ridiculous. And so I think until the trans community can come together... Nobody said she was transphobic. They said the term being used was. No, RuPaul and that's got the attacked. Point when you, RuPaul that's got attacked for being transphobic. I think if you're doing something that... I mean, I've never struggled with gender identity, but if I somebody told me that something I was doing was offensive to people that are struggling with gender identity. I just stopped doing that. Yeah, but the problem is they can't even agree with themselves. So some people don't want to be called he. Some people don't want to be called she. Some people want to be called they. Some people want to be called as another term that they have for it. They, have, they haven't even agreed with each other. Like, for instance... but they, So they all have to be called the same thing? Like, that's kind of silly. No, but, then, but here's the thing, is that if you don't use the term... That's why I didn't want to get into this. If you don't use... 
let's say for instance i go on so like for instance there's a, a faction of the gay com- of the trans community that wants to be called referred to as they yeah okay so you just say what pronouns would you like me to use yeah but if and you're speaking you to the ones. community at large let's say you're writing the marketing for this for this um event and you go like they is gonna be they're like no we want to be called shui there's another term no. that I, I don't know about shui that that's the, never happened joey oh that, are you the, fucking kidding me that shit happens all the time it in the doesn't. trans community it doesn't yes, it that does. if you're writing language for the entire trans community you would just use a collective pronoun you wouldn't use no no well not no but i'm saying if you, even if you're using there are certain people who even as individuals they have their own term that they want to be used and then they get offended when you don't the trans community is in a very very sensitive stage right now and that's why i was saying i don't want to get into it because what luckily we don't not luckily we don't have a lot of trans people who listen. I don't Thank think. God. <laughs> but um, but what I'm saying is, it it, it there still needs to be a lot of thought into going into that. I, I don't think it, I don't think it's ready to be uh, a gay theme because I feel that that would just cause a lot of hurt. So then I think that you're you would have to then say you would have to unsubscribe from it, calling it an LGBT event. Why? Like if. Because if either it, either we fight this fight or we start going down this road or we don't, I'm and not saying I won't not fight for. I'm not saying I won't fight for their rights, but I'm just saying if you make it a trans event, they. I'm telling you, the trans community is its own little weird turmoil. They don't even agree with each other. I I don't and I don't agree with you. I think if we wait until you're comfortable, then we're gonna be. Waiting I'm not a long waiting until I'm comfortable. This is your fucking weird PC Bay Area bullshit. But that's why I didn't want to get into this. Yeah, I'm, you're right. Like, we should never talk about things we disagree on. No, well, not something, but, but there, are certain, there are certain topics I'm just like, it's just, it's just fraught with peril. It's just fraught with, uh, there's nothing you can say it's going to be right. There's nothing you can say it's going to be right. And, not, and, and it's not that, I, and here's the thing. I think both of us have the best intentions. Yeah. You know, but it's going to offend somebody. I really do think, though, like, that's true, and then when you find out that you're doing something that's offensive, you just don't do that anymore. But I feel like it, with certain communities, there's no, there is no right answer. You'll say nothing, and that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I was like, the best thing is just say nothing. Um, I well, I disagree. Okay. Uh, I mean, what do you people, got going on? People, next? Caitlyn Jenner, right? People were so mad because, um, I actually think and this is weird because Caitlyn Jenner is so like. That's, I think the trans community has struggled with this because Caitlyn Jenner, they, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner is such a transformative figure in right. the trans community, but they struggle because she is, um, she doesn't, she's almost like the Pope, you know, whereas they, they've, they've, um, put so much meaning into her, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't know if she's necessarily ready to, to carry that, but yeah. I remember with her South, own- South- South Park took it on a couple weeks ago, and there were problems with that episode, actually. But I think that they kind of hit a nail on the head. Like, you can't criticize her because it felt like you were criticizing every trans person. Well, yeah, that's that's exactly it. But to make my point was, I remember before she spoke out on the topic, and maybe even after, people would get mad because some articles, you know, the media didn't know how to address her. So some would say he, and some would say she, and then some would say... Um, I think that was that was it between he and she and like, you can't call her he, you know, and um, but I think it was she. Caitlin later addressed it and she even said she doesn't know what she calls. She refers to herself in the 
male gender sometimes. And she also refers to herself in the female gender. She hasn't figured it out for herself. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm making the point that no one can agree on this yet. Even the people yeah. who are being protected. Wait, you know, well, go ahead. No, nah, I was going to say something that would make you mad, but, um, do you have okay. this, um, do you have this, uh, I, this new OS, the, no, oh, when you, when you move your arrow around a lot, the arrow gets gigantic. Sorry, go ahead. Um, so, I mean, we can't all agree on pronouns, so let's continue to allow them to get arrested at larger rates. No, no, I don't, th- that's not what, no, hold on yeah. for a second. You're totally <laughs> building, no, you're building a straw man argument. You know very well that's not what I said. What I was saying is, you were brought up a story about uh, the gay pride theme for next year, and I said, I don't know if I would necessarily, I would vote, if I were, ha- if I were a voting, look, if they voted to have it a trans one, I wouldn't be like, no, I'm quitting! Right? But if I were, I would vote for, what was the other one again? Economic justice. <laughs> oh, yeah. So economic justice, I would vote for that one because that affects the, the gay community at large. Yeah. And it's well, actually it was an important for racial, thing. for racial and economic justice. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, inclusive. and you know this, and I know this, there, I think for many states in the union, you can still be fired for being gay. You can still be denied housing because you're gay. You can still, you know, and so that's the next battle we have to fight as a community at large. And that's the one reason I would vote it for it. But if people vote, vote for the trans one, I'd be fine with that. Because like I said at the beginning of the story, I don't give a shit what the gay pride theme is that year. It could be we're, we want to eliminate gay marriage. And I'd be like, woo, look who's here. Missy K is a DJ yeah. tonight. Brought to you by Absolute Vodka. Yeah, brought to you by Absolute Vodka. Yay! Um, so I just don't give a shit. Um, cool. What do you got going on next week? Hold on, I gotta find my Trello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next week. Um, oh, well, you know what? So Mike and I have a new recording schedule where we record on Fridays, but we release on Mondays. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I do my next week, and it's actually for the following week. Yeah, me so too. So actually, um... I'm going to Gay Days at Disneyland this weekend. In two days, I'm going to Gay Days at Disneyland. So I'll be doing that with friend of the show, Paul and John. Uh, Other than that, I will be... Well, then I'm also hanging out with friend of the show, Tommy Colton. Oh, ask him how full some was. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, other than that, I will be playing Nurse Joe to Betty Batanz and her uh, healing foot. That sounds fun. Well, I'm doing um, D.C. for three days, three really long days. Um, I'm going to D.C. to present, and I have we have 15 minutes, and I think we have like 15 slides, and I'm speaking on one slide. <laughs> and you're flying and I'm going all to, the way to D.C. to do that. For three days, Joey. So if anyone's in the D.C. area and wants to hang out and have a drink or something, Are you actually in D.C., D.C.? Um, uh, yeah, close enough. I'm really close to the Pentagon, actually. You should uh, hang out with a friend of the show, Jonathan. He's not a friend of the show. He listened to the show recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, uh, And then yeah. he thought it was an asshole to Trevor. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, that's happening for three days. Um, there's also so much TV happening right now, because the fall schedule just started, and I am one of those people that if a show is already started and I can't catch up on the old episodes, I won't, like, I won't start a show on second season. So, because of that, and I've been burned because people are like, oh, this whatever show is really good, it's just starting its second season, and I'm like, I can't, because I can't get it on Hulu, season one on Hulu. So, 
I basically watch everything when it first starts because I'm so afraid that I'll miss out. Um, so I have so much TV right now. So that's what shows are your go to shows on the TV right now? Like the new shows? Well, I'm watching everything new. Um, you know what's really good is this new show called Blind Spot. It's like this lady has it's, it's stop me if you heard this one. She has amnesia and she has tattoos all over her body. That oh, uh, that's the one that she climbed out of the bag. Yeah, oh. it's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. I saw um, her climb out of the bag and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> um, but everything new on TV, I'm watching. Minority Report, me. Um, uh, Quantico. Because here's the thing: she climbs. They they clear out Times. To, here's what happens: this cop finds a bag in the middle of crowded Times Square, right? And they're like, "Oh my God, there's a bomb!" Right? So yeah. they clear out Times Square. Think about how long it would take to clear out Times Square, right? They clear it out. They bring in the bomb squad. Okay. He goes to the zipper and she like climbs out of the bag. And she's like, what? But by the way, this naked chick full of tattoos climbs out of the bag. No one's like, put your hands up. Get away. Yeah. Get away. No, no it's like. Yeah, they like, were. Oh, I just saw, I just saw the, the teaser. So I, maybe uh, after when they came back from the break. Yeah, she like, had to put her hands up and she was like scared and didn't uh, know what was going on. Oh, I saw this like, what the fuck? They, they would be so on her. This, like, they wouldn't be like, look at this hot chick. With yeah. the tattoos, you know? <laughs> what a wicked game you play to make me feel that way. I don't know why that song came into my head, but... <laughs> yeah. So that happens. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, Mike, this was up. a good episode. Look, at we came in. Well, look, we're finishing the exact time we finish every episode. <laughs> And also, we had a fight. People like it when we have a fight on the show. And uh, yeah. we had our news stories and a Richard yeah. story and a diabetes story. This was like a classic episode of Catching Up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. And all trans people, because I hate them. <laughs> you know what's funny? And the other day, I was thinking, I was like... Because, you know, I just said, like, go to hell, Mike. And then another day I was like, for some reason I was thinking about him all. I actually tell him, go <laughs> to hell. Go to Every like, week. Every yeah. week. Go, hell. Go to, like, I hope you spend eternity with, like, uh, bats eating your guts out in front of you for, yeah. forever. Go And there. every week, every week I say, nice kitchen up with you, Joe. And I'm like, I hope he doesn't say go to hell this week. Go to hell. <laughs> Go, just open the fucking stairs to Hades and march on down, you piece of shit. Yep. All right, bye, Joe. (laughs) Go to hell. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.